0: How much can you safely spend in retirement? Is the 4% rule outdated? Today on Your Money, Your Wealth podcast number 450, Joe and Big Al spitball on a safe retirement distribution rate for those in the 55 to 60 age range for Clay in Ohio. They also spitball on withdrawal rates when there's a pension in the mix for Johnny and June in the Bay Area of California and for William in Maryland, who's concerned he might be exposing himself to sequence of returns risk by spending too much in early retirement. Plus, when does Dan have to take required minimum distributions from the IRA he inherited from his dad in 2021. And finally, Wayne in San Diego wants to know how to protect his bank accounts from FedNow, the Federal Reserve's new peer-to-peer payment system. I'm producer Andy Last, and here are the hosts of Your Money, Your Wealth, Joy Anderson CFP and Big Al Clopine CPA.
1: We got here Clay from Ohio in a perfect spitball world. Now we have perfect spitball world. yeah Yeah, that's <laughs> There's no such thing, by the way, but we try to get as close as we can. What is the highest distribution rate that you would feel relatively safe? Could you throw out some percentages out there for us planning starting at 55 up to 60? Okay. Okay. 55. Uh, Three or less. Yeah, I'd say three tops. Yep.
2: At 60, I'd say three and a half tops. Mm Mm-hmm. But I mean, there's so many variables,
1: right? So here's the distribution rate, and I think I've said this a couple of times, but it's just to get you in the like the same ballpark or the area. Are you in the ball? Yeah, are you in the ballpark? (laughs) Right, because you don't want to plan a distribution strategy based on a burn rate. So we're looking at all right. Do they have enough capital saved to potentially produce enough income to last the rest of the year? whatever you know depending on what their goals are. Yeah. So we do the math just to see all right, are they close? Are they in a you know, are they in the ballpark? Or are they in the same zip code? Right. But when you retired, you're not taking like four percent out each year. You have to create a, a lot more sophisticated strategy, in my opinion, that has to deal with what are the market conditions, what is the tax considerations, where's the money held? How are you selling you know, there's a lot of other things that kind of go along with it versus just saying, hey, I'm going to take 4% from my portfolio and move on. You know, I think you want to be a little bit more you know, creative in, in, in your strategy.
2: Yeah. And the other big factors, how is it invested? I mean, if so if, if you, it's in cash, if it's in a checking account earning 0% interest, then your distribution rate is pretty low, yep. maybe Wouldn't, below zero.
0: <laughs> would the first question be how much do you actually have saved?
2: No. It doesn't matter. It, it it depends the relationship between that and your spending, right? So you, you go through what your spending is. You subtract out your fixed income like Social Security. You get a shortfall, you know, whatever it is. Call it $40,000 shortfall. You got a million dollars. You divide 40 into a million.
1: That's 4%. If you're 65 or older, that's you're in the ballpark, right? So are you looking at how much money that you have? You have $100,000 saved. How much money can you pull from that account? Well, if you're 65 years old, we could say you could probably pull $4,000 from the account per year, right? So that's the distribution rate. But, of course, as you're doing the planning, you want to know how much money that you have saved, what are you spending, what are your fixed income, what are you know the tax considerations, and so on and so forth. What are the ultimate goals of the money? Is there a legacy play, or do you want to bounce the last check you know to the mortuary? Yeah, and what's your longevity, do you think?
2: right? And then it, it also, I had another one, but I just forgot. It was really good. <laughs> it was solid. It was so good. <laughs> so, oh, I know what it is. Yeah, It's like, well, what's your social security going to be? Right. Cause that factors into this too. Yeah. You, do you have pensions, other fixed you, income, do you have real estate? You might have a 6% distribution rate at 60 and be fine because you got big fat social security
1: and pensions coming. Right, right, right. You know, so in a perfect world, it's, I mean, let's say you're 100% invested in equities and the, the stock market does 20% over the next 20 years and it does 20% every single year. Well, there you go. That's your distribution rate. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> right. But uh, how how that. this is all came about was looking at, all right, let's put together a portfolio. It's roughly a 60-40 portfolio, 60% equities, 40% bonds. And then let's back test this thing. thousand million times in all sorts of different market conditions. So the market's down the first 10 years, the market comes back up and there's certain average rate of return. So as long as the portfolio average is 6%, you take on inflation. If you pull out four, you have a safe withdrawal rate. So, I mean, that's really making this simplified, but that's where these burn rates came about. So there's been a lot more studies in recent times of saying, well, 4%, that's probably not the right number.
2: Yeah, yeah, and that was because the fixed income was so low. And the interest rates were zero. Now fixed income's higher, so maybe it's changed. So now it's back
1: to 4%. You know,
2: we've heard your 70 could be 5%. I mean, but you're right, Joe. This is just kind of a guideline. This isn't gospel. This is just, you know, if you do this calculation and your distribution rate's 11%, you're nowhere near doing this, right? You're not even close. But if you're around 4%, it's 60, you're around 35 right? 55, maybe three or
1: less, right? Some years you could probably pull out a lot more. Yeah. Depending on what the portfolio did and what the market did and what your spending needs are and what the spending need is for the next year. You know, sometimes people spend a lot more money in their 60s and 70s, and then they kind of tone down their spending when they hit their 80s and 90s. Sure. There's all sorts of different ways to how to slice and dice this. That's why I think distribution or retirement income strategy and planning is a lot more challenging. There's a lot more nuances to it versus saying, hey, I'm 45. I want to retire at 65. That's a pretty easy spitball. It's like, well, here's what you got. Here's what you need. And this is kind of where you this is the ballpark. Here's the area code that you want to get into. You need a million dollars, 700000 $500,000, 5000000 whatever it is. We can kind of guide and do a really quick back-of-the-envelope calculation. But then when, once it comes time to retire, then the whole ballgame's changed.
2: Yeah, and you've, you've always said that. It's much easier to figure out how much to save, but then when you have it, how do you make that last for your lifetime? And there's so many different variables.
1: Right, because th- that's where ongoing kind of – you're going to have to call in every year to f- for a spitball because some years it's going to be 8%. Some years it's like <laughs> – yeah. You can't take any, yeah, right, and
0: then right. you guys will never be able to quit.
1: Oh, yeah, we will. <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll, we'll find replacements. <laughs>
0: When you shift from saving for retirement to spending in retirement, your financial strategies need to change. But your plan for retirement withdrawals could be full of trapdoors. Learn the basics of withdrawing money from your portfolio in retirement and how to identify and avoid the trapdoors you find along the way. Click the link in the description of today's episode in your podcast app, go to the show notes, watch the Withdrawal Trap Doors episode of YMYW TV and download the free companion withdrawal strategy guide. For more on sustainable distribution rates, optimizing the order and location of your withdrawals, the impact of market volatility and inflation on your retirement spend down plan, and tax saving strategies to make your money last longer in retirement, tell a friend. And if you've got a question or need a spitball analysis of your own, click Ask Joe and Al on air there in the podcast show notes and send it on in.
1: Johnny and June in the East Bay, California. Hey, Andy, That's Joe. A good reference. Yeah, Johnny and June. Hey, Andy, Joe, and Al, your show makes my super commute tolerable. Okay, well, I'm pleased to help. Thanks for all you do. Now, when we're not driving our 2015 Tesla Model S, our 2018 Subaru Outback, or riding our bikes, they sound like little outdoorsmen. Yeah, right? That's North Face.
2: My kind of people.
1: Or when we're hiking. (laughs) Uh, We occasionally sip on local red wines or happy or hazy IPAs. Definitely my people. Yeah. Uh, We love your spitball analysis of when we can safely and comfortably retire. All right. Here we go. Yeah, I'm 41. My wife is 39. Our kids are six and four. I'm a full-time government lawyer. My wife is a part-time lawyer in the private sector. Current total EGI for both of us is $280,000 a year. I have a lovely pension. They'll pay out about $120,000 a year at 50. Wow. Where do we sign up for that? I already you missed gotta it. You got to be a government lawyer. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I want to be a government lawyer to, even to get that. Yeah, right. And if I retire at 55, the thing jumps up at 250, Big Al. More than double for working five more years. Jeez. Okay. That sounds like a kind of a no-brainer there. Yep. Seems like it. But I don't know. I Maybe five years oh, as, a, a as a government attorney. Government attorney is like a you, you, eternity. Lose, you lose 10 years of your you life, lose 15 years. <laughs> the pension has a cola, it's capped at two percent per year. Current expenses are about 180,000 dollars a year. Like how he has to, you know, hey, the Bay Area is super expensive. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have to justify, I, you don't care. It's all right. Hey, I'm in California, Bay Area. Yeah. I think we all know it's pretty expensive. Sure, current net worth, net worth is about 1.9 million, broken down as follows. Tax, taxable brokerage 1.15 uh wife's 401k and my 457 is 500 grand all pre-tax roth accounts 150 cash about 100 grand 1. 1.2 almost in brokerage accounts al yeah that's two hundred fifty thousand dollar annual income
2: right they're saving a lot 40
1: years old right interesting yeah, it's, it's quite impressive.
2: It's very impressive, and it you know maybe wife has is a tech company, being that area. She's maybe. no, she's
1: a part time attorney.
2: Yeah, oh, I missed that. Yeah. Okay, no stock options, nothing. No, yeah. <laughs> maybe um, she's a part time attorney for a tech company.
1: <laughs> maybe she
0: was a full time attorney until recently. <laughs> I don't
1: know. Right. inheritance maybe possible too. Could be, but I I just offended them.
2: You did. You totally. We're now I'm going
1: to get a, a an internal yeah. letter. It's like, Joe. <laughs> yeah.
2: We are savers. <laughs> we
1: have been grinding. But hey, you're spending 180 thousand dollars in the Bay Area. You're making 280, and you're saving a bunch in a retirement account. And
2: right? there's I'm a bunch just... of tax, okay, so there's yeah, not much left. Okay. So I get your logic. Hey, there. I'm just doing. I'm just just a little math. math. It's called a spit. It ball. is. It is. It it kind of struck me the same way.
1: All right, we max out our 401ks and 457 every year, and a little backdoor Roth to max. We do not receive any employer match. We are not anything. We're not adding anything to our brokerage account anymore. Oh, beyond the drip. You know what a drip is? Yes, it's for usually for
2: firemen, isn't it? <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> and, and it's a fireman. It's, yeah, it's no.
1: That's what like because the hose might have a little.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's also gardeners get the drip. It's a dividend <laughs> reinvestment plan. Yes. I mean, it's for government employees, typically firearm police. It's an extra pension plan. Okay. I didn't know what it stood for. A dividend reinvestment plan? Now I
1: know. <laughs> Got educated by Andy. Isn't, it's a non-qualified. They're just going direct to the, the company, yeah. I believe. Okay, let's see. Because the cost of fresh berries and craft beer has gone through the roof.
0: That's why they're not adding anything to the brokerage.
1: Got it. They did, yeah. They just picked up that little hazy IPA addiction, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, we also have about two hundred thousand dollars by twenty nine plans, and we don't intend to contribute anything else or go out of pocket for college. All right, so here's the question: Can we retire when I'm fifty and my wife is forty eight? We would both have the ability to work part time if necessary. I know that if I hold out till fifty five before retiring, that would be sitting pretty. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that, too. But I don't want to work to 50-plus hours a week beyond the point which I have hit financial independence. Got it. I, I like that, too. Yeah, you're knocking on that door, aren't you? I am knocking on that door, Big Al. <laughs> Thanks to my, you know, your spitball analysis of my situation. You're able to get there. <laughs> <laughs> we expect our living costs to remain fixed, plus inflation, until our kids are both out of the house. And then hopefully the cost will decrease a bit. All right, we don't want to bank on Social Security bailing us out um, in regards to sequence of return risk, or if it bites us. Oh, he's been listening to the yeah, show. Yeah,
2: apparently it's that long commute. Yeah,
1: what's a what's a safe withdrawal rate when I've got uh, the pension as a guaranteed income? Also, my wife plans. Oh, my wife plan now allows for Roth 401k contributions in my 457 should at a Roth option come 2024-2025. We could probably afford to max those out 100% Roth if we turn out the dividend reinvestment in our brokerage account and use that extra dividend income to help cover our living expenses. Would you advise that and or any Roth conversions over the next 9 to 14 years? Well, that was... Probably too many questions, and I'm grateful if you take the time to answer one or more of them. Cheers, Johnny and June. Got it. Okay. All righty. So he's got a giant pension at age fifty. Right. One hundred twenty-five thousand
2: dollars a year. 120. And it's it basically doubles in five more years. Okay. So he
1: wants to retire at fifty because he doesn't want to grind.
2: He does. you know, if he no, does not have to, I get it. I mean,
1: if you're financially independent, why keep working? If you don't want to, especially being a government lawyer, yeah,
2: working 50
0: plus
1: hours a week. What right. do you think? What What do you think that job entails? I mean, just like government contracts and
2: yeah, that would be a good guess, right? Yeah, that or sounds exciting. Could be, <laughs> it could be keeping government employees out of trouble. I mean, it could be lots of things.
1: He's on call for yeah, right, the government employee that's that gets in trouble over the weekend, <laughs> <laughs> or for the government that uh, lets go someone that shouldn't. Anyway, maybe employment law for the government. It's possible. All right, so two eighty. He wants to spend one eighty. So one eighty over the next five years, given inflation, is going to be what two hundred and
2: He wants to work nine more years. So I, I did a little math oh, already. Ten,
1: he's got a ten year. Yeah. All so, right.
2: So let me help you out because <laughs> this takes a little pre calculation. So his expenses at, at fifty. Nine years from now is going to be 235,000. Okay. Roughly, if we take the same with 3% inflation.
1: 235, call it. And then he's got 125.
2: Yeah. So let's, and then, right. And then let's say his 1.9 million, and I'm just saying, doubles, you know, maxing out 401k, 457 for nine more years at 6%, that gets him at 3.7, which is, yeah, which basically doubles. So then the way you look at it is he's close he's really close He's
1: probably 20,000 off.
2: Yeah, I I would say so too. So 235 expenses, 120 of pension. So if you think about the distribution rate, actually, I just ran it at a 3%, which is maybe a little rich, but close. Right. And that's, that comes out 231,000, right? Probably safer at 50 to run at two and a half percent, just to be a little safer. And if you do that, it's 93,000. Now you're probably about 20,000 off, just like you thought. So if it were me personally, I would work at least two more years to 52 because then you're in a safer spot.
1: I mean, but on the other hand, if you don't want to do it, you don't want to do it. You you, said he could work part time. So so here's the math again, real simply, is that we're inflating out his expenses at one hundred and eighty thousand dollars over 10 years at three and a half percent. Yeah. So then 180,000 of purchasing power turns into 235, which is a pretty big number. But hey, you know, he lives in the Bay and he's got to, he likes the hazy IPAs. Right. And he (laughs) likes the berries. And and it's the Bay Area. (laughs) So you got 235,000 is the nut. But wait a minute. He's got this giant pension of 130,000 roughly. Yeah. Right. So he doesn't necessarily need to create 230 from his portfolio. He needs to create that. Minus his pension, so around 100 and 110. Is that yeah. the right number? Yeah, I got uh, probably needs yeah, around 110, 115. So he's going to be 50 years old. So if I'm looking at if I have a hundred thousand dollars that I need to spend, you don't want to take out probably any more than three percent, maybe two and a half percent. Correct. So what John and June, Johnny and June, Junie needs to do. Is probably get to three and a half million dollars by the time he retires. Yeah. That's gonna be enough cushion to give him a three, two and a half to three percent distribution from the portfolio to cover that shortfall to create that hundred grand.
2: It's close. Actually, it works out to be three point seven at six percent. And they're just a few thousand short, but they're basically right there. If it were me, I would work another year or two. Just to, to give just you the cushion. Just to give more cushions. You add another 20 grand per year of pension. That seems like that's what I would do. Plus, I'll say one other thing, being a father of two children. So your kids are six and four, nine years You'll from be, now. Yeah,
1: 16 and 15, 14.
2: Yeah, 16 and 12, let's say, you know, 13. So do you really want to be home all day with them? You may, You, I, I guess all I'm saying. You, would.
1: Uh, you still no. bathe your kids.
2: Where did that come from? <laughs> In their 30s when they were three sure (laughs) (laughs) and anyway so in in all seriousness i i I have a feeling you may change your mind by the time you get to age 50 it happened to me that's why i'm saying that right remember what i was going to retire at 48 yeah
1: you were and here i am here you are still still chugging (laughs) away 20 years later
2: but you know the thing is so at age 50 You're just about financially independent. So sometimes just knowing that gives you more confidence and freedom at your work. And, you know, whatever you say, it's all right.
1: You don't give a F. Correct. (laughs) All right. Let's go to Maryland, shall we? Yeah. I'm writing to ask for a spitball of a proper withdrawal rate from my retirement accounts to ensure I can support my lifestyle in retirement. It won't run out of money. I'm 56 years old and retired after 30 years of service from the federal government. March, 2023, six months ago, I plan to have a second career, but have experienced a serious medical problem and have been unable to work. While the condition is approved, I may not be able to work for some time, if at all. Cancer. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, I'm very sorry to hear that. A situation I'm married with my wife. Uh, She's 49. She makes $130,000 a year. We divide our household expenses And for us to maintain our lifestyle in my retirement, I need to produce eight thousand dollars per month or ninety-six thousand dollars annually. This is in addition to my wife's income. Okay, let's break down that paragraph one more time. Okay. So he's married. Yes, she makes 130. Correct. We divide our household expenses. And And he goes, and for us to maintain our lifestyle in my retirement. Yes. I need to produce 8,000 a year. So,
2: 8, a so clearly he's got his side, she's got her side. He's got a he's got to produce $8,000 a month. So,
1: it's his retirement and his lifestyle. Well,
2: Correct. he's already
0: retired. He's yeah. 56 years old and retired after 30 years of service. Understand? So, yeah. Yep,
2: yep, yep.
1: All right. Yep, that's right. Okay. It's a- almost like he's single, almost from a financial perspective. Correct. Yep. Okay. Here's my current income numbers. With sources, he's got nine thousand dollars a month in federal pensions. Okay, or no, hold on, nine thousand dollars a month total from the sources. Okay, he's got a federal pension of forty four hundred dollars, he's got a disability pension of twelve hundred. He's taking a distribution from a thrift savings plan of four thousand a month. Okay, so he's taking a three and a half percent withdrawal rate, one 1.4 million dollar TSP account. Income. From second career, zero. Future income streams. So he's going to have a military pension of $700 a month. Yep. Then he's going to have Social Security. So we got different numbers of Social Security at 62, 67, and so on. He also has some other dollars, 440000 in total. He's got a Roth IRA, one twenty rollover of 50, SEP IRA of 10, and his brokerage account of 260000 so if I add up all liquid assets, 1.4 plus that is, what, 1.9-ish? Yeah, 1.8, 1.9, yep. Okay, and then he's got about 80,000, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. He's, yeah, he's got...
2: Just he's, in fixed pensions? 4,400 plus 12, whoops. So 7,000, yeah, something like that? Yeah, 12, oh, I can't even use your calculator, I know, it doesn't it's, even work. You know. 4,400, 1,200, 5,600 times 12. So that's sixty-seven grand, okay. And he wants uh, ninety-six, right? So ninety-six minus sixty-seven. So he needs about twenty-nine thousand. He's got about two million. Got uh, yeah, two million, right? So it's pretty low distribution rate, right? That's yeah, pretty good. Let's say at, at a one point eight, I'm getting a one point six percent distribution rate. 56. I think it. Yeah, I think at fifty-six years old with future income coming, I think you're just fine. I don't think you need to even worry
1: about working. I need to have a retirement plan in which I do not work anymore. You got it. You're already there. You're good. Am I withdrawing too much money in early retirement, leading to sequence of return risk? No, I don't think so. Maybe. I don't think so either. But right. what you you got to look at the distribution rate, not from one account, from all of your accounts.
2: Yes. And actually, if you look at that, like his 1.4 million plus is 440, his distribution rate's actually 2.7, which isn't that bad. But that doesn't account for these other income streams coming online.
1: Yeah. So we're not even including Social Security. Right. So, and then his military pension. Right. So just with the pensions and the fixed income he's getting now, and then you want to take the burn rate or the distribution rate on all of your liquid assets. So he's just taking it from the TSP, which is worth 1.4. Right. But you 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 add in your Roth IRA of 120, your rollover IRA of fifty, the SEP IRA of ten, and your brokerage account of two sixty. Right. And then you're looking at all right, this is my liquid assets. What is the distribution rate of all of the liquid assets? Yeah. And you know, you're under three percent at fifty six. Yeah. The wife is still working. With future income coming in. Yeah, you're fine. Yep. I love it. All right. Well, sorry about uh, the illness. Hopefully you're, you're on the mend and congratulations on your financial independence.
0: Click Ask Joe and Big Al on air in the podcast show notes and send in your financial details to have the fellas do a retirement spitball analysis for you or for the same price that is free. Use our new calculator at easyretirement.com. That's E-A-S-I retirement.com. Create a login, enter your income, savings and expenses and see your chance of a successful retirement in about two minutes. If your odds of a successful retirement aren't as high as you'd like, you can change the numbers and see in an instant how much increasing your savings or working longer changes your retirement projections. You'll get more visuals than a retirement spitball analysis, but no funny. To review more comprehensive scenarios and projections, just click Planner Plus in the calculator and schedule a one-on-one with an advisor. Start calculating your odds of retirement success now at EasyRetirement.com. That's E-A-S-I Retirement retirement.com.
1: We got Dan, he writes in, he goes, I drink Bud Light and drive a 2019 Chevy Malibu. I know, boring. Two kids in college at the moment equals boring. That boring car. No. Sadly, <laughs> my dad died at 85 years old in 2021, and I inherited his IRA that was already in RMDs. So it was okay. after the required beginning date. Correct. And at age 80, 85, that would be true. Yes, sir. He was a great guy. And he would have loved your humor and funny chemistry, the three of you have. Oh, thank you very much. Uh My question is the confusion around RMD requirements. Research shows the funds must be withdrawn fully in 10 years. But when do I have to take the RMD? The rule seems to be year after death. However, I thought there was some COVID exception or provision in the 2019 law. I missed taking the RMD for 2022 and haven't yet for 2023. RMDs were taken in 2021 earlier in the year before dad passed. Will I get a penalty in 2022 for not taking the RMD? Thanks again for what you do. And thanks for making these boring and nerdy topics entertaining. Oh, I like it. All right. Yeah, this is complex. It it is. Because of the SECURE Act that that came about, changed the, the rules in regards to distributions from retirement accounts. And I think most people that listen to the show understand that once you reach a certain age, you're required to take money out of the retirement account because the government wants to get some taxes because it was a pre-tax account that grew tax-deferred.
2: Yeah, we've had a lot of different ages, 70 and a half, 72, 73,
1: 75. Yep. And so before, when a non-spouse beneficiary were to pass away, then the non-spouse beneficiary, such as a child or son or daughter of that owner, was able to stretch out the tax liability over their life expectancy. So if someone was very young that inherited, they could stretch out that tax for a very long time. So the SECURE Act came about and they said, you know what? No, we want to put a stop to this. We want to get our tax money quicker. And so they put a time frame on it. And this was actually what the law was prior to the stretch. Actually, it was a shorter time period. I believe it was five years. So they said, hey, you got 10 years to take the money out. But then the question came is that, all right, well, let's say if the person died with the retirement account was before required beginning date or after required beginning date. And what all that means is that were they currently taking RMDs? So let's say Dan's dad was taking RMDs and he passed away. So he took the RMD the year that he passed. So now Dan inherits it and he's like, all right, well, when do I have to take the RMD? I know I have to clear out the account in 10 years. But do I have to pull it out the year of death, the year after death? Well, I haven't done anything, so am I going to get penalized? And the answer
2: is no. I agree with that. It is no for 2022.
1: And potentially 2023. We'll see. It's not. (laughs) But if I'm a betting man, which I'm not, I would say he's fine for 2023 as well.
2: Well, for sure you're fine for 2022. And here's why. It's because when the 10-year rule came out, most accountants and CPAs thought that meant you could wait till year 10 and take everything out. And then a lot of CPAs took that approach. And But Iris came back after the fact and said, no, we if there was an RMD already started, we want you to take out a little bit each year to continue that and then take out the rest in year 10. It's like, well, that would have been nice to know that last year, right? And so they waived 2021 and it was so confusing. They waived 2022. Will they waive 2023? We don't know. We don't know. I would go ahead and take the RMD this year to make sure personally. But yeah, you're okay for twenty twenty two just because it was very confusing the way the law was written.
1: Yeah, and it's still not clear. Yeah, not really. We'll we'll, we'll probably get some more clarity at some point. But yeah. Thanks for the question. Yeah. Did good, we good make RMDs it. fun there? <laughs> we tried. Matt Wayne writes in. How can we protect our checking savings and IRAs from FedNow? FedNow. Is, is he talking about the Federal Reserve?
2: No, he's talking. He's talking about a new program. So the Federal Reserve did come up with a new instant payment system, FedNow. FedNow.
1: What is FedNow?
2: To, That's to what it's teach called. Me. Edu- educate me. I am. I just told you it's a <laughs> Federal Reserve <laughs> set up a new instant payment system allowing, like, I can send you cash within seconds. It's like Venmo. It is. And I don't know why that's this is better. But anyway, because it's
0: from the federal government. That's definitely makes it better. Right.
2: Yeah. It does seem like Venmo <laughs> already does that. But a, at any rate, and, and PayPal
0: course, and Cash App and all those
2: things. Yeah. And, and my bank, I can do that, too. But I have to have know their account number, so that makes that harder. A- anyway, so here's the concern: is Moody's dis- Moody said this could be a problem for instant cash for the banks, not, not for necessarily for you and me, but for the banks because they're going to have to make sure money doesn't slip out twenty four seven, right? And then the, the people committing fraud, cyber security.
1: So uh, hold on, with Fed now, you can throw me cash.
2: Yeah. But you still need my account number, don't you? I, I don't think so. I think it's I think it's probably more like Venmo where you already put it in. I don't know what the difference is, to be honest.
1: Any Love here. <laughs> I
0: believe all you have to have is a phone number and an email address.
1: And the money comes from where? The Fed? Fa- ca- no, it comes from your account. It it's, comes from
0: your account, just like with PayPal or, or Venmo. It's just that this is the federal version of that.
1: So why the hell would I worry about my checking account?
2: Because it's not involved with them. Because Moody's is saying that the banks have more exposure of lost money, hmm. so maybe the smaller ones might have issues and and maybe more failures. I, that, that's what they're applying. Yeah. I I'm not too worried about that myself, and and if I were, I would make sure I was at a bank too
1: big to fail. Right, Ooh, too big to fail. Yeah, yeah. Be Brought that one out. <laughs> <laughs> it's me back to twenty. 20- 2008. <laughs> Correct. All right. I guess, note to self, probably not. I guess, s- send us email questions on
2: <laughs> things we have no clue Well, but we can take a look, which right. I did. And right. I had to educate you. Yeah, great research. It was crack, uh, crack research. I've, I've got a, one page here. <laughs>
1: so I'm on top of it. All right. Hopefully, hopefully that helps. Shows cut your money well
0: a super commute, and Venmo in the derails at the end of the episode, so stick around. Help new listeners find YMYW by telling your friends about the show and by leaving your honest reviews or ratings for Your Money, Your Wealth in Apple Podcasts and any other podcast app that accepts them. That includes Amazon and Audible, CastBox, Good Pods, Pandora, Player FM, Pocket Casts, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Podknife, and Spotify. Your Money, Your Wealth is presented by Pure Financial Advisors. Click the get and assessment button in the podcast show notes at yourmoneyyourwealth.com or call 888-994-6257. Schedule a free financial assessment in person at one of our seven offices around the country or online at a date and time convenient for you no matter where you are. Chances are one of the experienced financial professionals on Joe and Big Al's team at Pure will be able to identify strategies to help you create a more successful retirement. Pure Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor. This show does not intend to provide personalized investment advice through this broadcast and does not represent that the securities or services discussed are suitable for any investor. Investors are advised not to rely on any information contained in the broadcast in the process of making a full and informed investment decision.
1: You got a super commute? Me? That's not too bad. Definition of a super commute? Long. I suppose. (laughs) I bet it's
0: more than an hour. You think so? I think so.
1: Oh my God. I love uh,
0: my commute personally.
2: Mine's about the same you as yours. To dad. walk, isn't it?
0: Right, from the bed to where I'm sitting right now, which is three steps.
2: Well, mine is about 25 minutes. Probably about the same for you. Yeah, yeah. Since yeah. we live close together. Yeah, we do. We're almost neighbors. Well, almost. Not quite. Yeah. That would be a little weird. I have uh, <laughs> a long way to go to, to get your neighbor.
1: That's not fair. So Venmo, kind of some in mind. Okay. So why do they have? You know, I'm going to Venmo you. And let's say that we bet on the Ryder Cup and I owe you $100 because you bet on the Europeans. Okay, And then I can make it public or private. Who would want to make that public? Why do you want to know like these exchange of dollars? I have no idea why people make it public. Does that make any sense at all? No. I
0: think I don't use Venmo myself, but I think, isn't it like a social media thing? It's like, you know, people share everything that they do. I get the impression that younger generations than you and I, Joe, do that. And they're totally cool with that stuff just being out there in the public. Hey, I just sent so-and-so X amount of dollars.
2: So so, so here's my thing. Is... So I sent you a thousand bucks. Yeah. Booyah. Everyone knows. <laughs> <laughs> I and pretty... I think,
0: didn't that get some government uh, employees in trouble as well? It yeah, venmo stuff for things that they shouldn't have.
1: <laughs> right.
2: Well, so I use Venmo very occasionally. And every time I do it, I forget. Very occasionally. Yeah. Is, is that a lot? That, that's like four or five times a year. Okay.
0: How does that relate to a super commute?
2: <laughs> I don't know, but <laughs> I think it's unrelated. But here's my point. So very it's, occasionally. Yeah. is
1: <laughs> It's more than on occasion. <laughs> it's not once a year. It's four. <laughs> got it. Got it.
2: <laughs> anyway. So here's my comment is I always forget it's public and then I notice I go, I gotta change that and then I forget because I don't do it very often. Uh, yeah,
1: I pay let's see, my gardener through Benmo. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Like small things every now and again, but Yeah,
2: I think my wife pays our housekeeper. Uh I oh, it's a public. Apparently. Actually, I'm gonna look it up. <laughs> you better. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to find me. Oh, I can find you now. <laughs>